revealing himself. And he's like, who is this guy? Well, according to chapters, you know, six, seven, eight, ten, etc. Like, he said, why am I doing this? I'm doing this so that you will know that I am Yahweh. Yeah. And he reveals, like, what What does that mean? Well, he was on the mountain talking to Moses about it. And we're, when you get to the rest of, like, Leviticus, Exodus, or Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, it's going to come to some more detail there. But he's not the God who's just big and strong. He's the God who is there. Like, the God who shows up and is listening and right. all of that. And, like, all of a sudden you get this Passover meal that's encapsulating everything they were, everything they are now because of what happened at this time and everything they can possibly be because God is with them. And it's like, it's kind of a big deal. He institutes this, this entire thing. And it's, it's a long bit of like, of, of text in, in the Bible. It's like lots of instructions, lots of detail. And then it happens. The, the angel of death goes out. And I, I watched a cartoon when I was a kid that absolutely horrified me because it had very scary music. And it had the angel of death like going in and, uh, yeah, the firstborn child in every house that did not have the, the Passover blood over the door jam died. And that includes uh, Pharaoh's, only, uh, Pharaoh's own firstborn uh, son uh, died of this plague too. And there was loud wailing and weeping in Egypt for there was not a single house that did not have someone dead. Yeah, that's that's huge, dude. Like, I can imagine, like, um, this is one thing that did show up in Prince of Egypt. Like, after it was all done, like, the when it says the loud wailing all over Egypt, you can actually imagine each house crying out. And if each house was crying out at the same time, it would actually make a pretty significant noise. Yeah. Over the entire country, and just and watching from Goshen, where everybody was, if, if they did, if they did the right thing, where everybody was safe, to suddenly hear the cry coming out, uh, they they would even need to go. They they would just be able to hear it, and it would not yeah. be uh, it would not be a moment where any of the Israelites would be triumphant, where they would stand and say, "Look how great our God is." They would, I, it would just be like it would set a mournful thing, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, maybe for some of them who lived through the the days when Pharaoh was throwing the, the, the kids into the Nile, maybe a little bit of just a, 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 a grim satisfaction of justice because of all of the firstborn sons that were thrown into the Nile by the, by the Pharaohs into, uh, in, in, into the waters. Yeah, and it leads to, I mean, we've had very... We've sort of skimmed over this, but there's been very military imagery this whole book so far. Yes. Like, Israel is constantly, like, the armies of Israel and the companies of Israel and divisions. And, like, they don't mention brigades, but it would fall in with the the language they're using. And so what happens is is all the Egyptians are like, "Uh, this is not okay. And it says Pharaoh drove out the Israelites. Like, it's like when the army gets routed and he forces them all to run away only what's happening is they're just begging them to leave <laughs> yes it's like it's like all of the battle imagery turned on its head right yeah and and on their way out they did exactly as they were instructed which which was accept valuables from the egyptians so they accepted gold jewelry earrings uh, all sorts of uh, high value shiny things that they could take with them as they as they left the 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 land of Egypt, 
Now, um, I have seen some estimates of the number of people who left Egypt to be somewhere in the area of about a million, uh, which is, can you imagine a million people suddenly leaving a country? Can you imagine yeah. a million people just like, well, we're out. Keeping in mind that at that time, that would be a significant percentage of the entire population. Yes. That's, that's, that's a lot of <clears throat> Egypt going east. Uh, so yeah, they, they left, they, uh, they, uh, they, what, what was the, what's the word that it used? Uh, they, uh, not looted. Plundered. Plundered. Yeah, they, they plundered Egypt on their way out again, like you said. <laughs> more mili- battle imagery. Yeah, yeah, more, more militaristic stuff. They, they plundered Egypt on their way out. And it says that, uh, um, that Moses even carried the bones of Joseph with him as he, uh, as, as he went, as they, as they left to go to their, their next spot. Which, if you remember, right at the transition from Genesis to Exodus, you have, like, the end of Exodus, Joseph is dying and says, God will, like, God will surely remember you and bring you up out of this place. And when he does, take my bones. And then the beginning of Exodus is about the Israelites wondering if God's going to remember them because they've been victimized. And now they are, and they're, they're doing it. They're bringing Joseph's bones up. Yeah. So, yeah, he... Everything, everything he said, it's it's happening now. They're they're leaving and they go, and then Pharaoh gets buyer's remorse. Well, I, so one thing to hit really fast before we get there. Yes, Pharaoh's definitely going to get buyer's remorse. But the end of chapter twelve um, is more Passover details. But it talks about how you're allowed to eat it if you're not a Jew, if you become part of Israel, and there's one rule for whether you are a Jew or not a Jew, which is just completely insane, to have to have the people who belong here and the people who are don't belong to my group but are allowed to live here have the same law, like there's not preferential treatment, is completely insane at this time. Right. And this comes right after God kills all the people who aren't Egypt or who aren't Israel. Right. So this is, like, it's, it's one of those things that have, a lot of people have spent a lot of time looking at this being like, Wait a second, <laughs> God, and well, and and part of that, and this is this is in way off in speculation land, but normal would be that you would have mixed households, where some of the people in the house, because remember, household does not mean like you, your parents, and that's it. It means like you, your kids, your grandkids, their spouses and their families, some cousins, the, this guy that works for you and his entire family. So it would be expected that some of these households that have the Passover lamb blood on them, like included Egyptians inside. So it's kind of expected that when this whole bunch of people leaves Egypt, it's not just Jews. Right. But yeah. It, like I, it, it uses that. The, the, I don't know if, uh, if your version ta- calls it the, the sojourner or if it's just the yeah. outsider, the, the, the alien foreigner, the, the alien. foreigner. Yeah. But like, I, I like the word sojourner. Because it's like it's the the person who is not a part of us but goes with us, yeah, and so is actually one of us, yeah. And, and, and they're like you said, they're allowed to because God said no. You they get the same thing. They yeah, they got to be circumcised, but um, but yeah, they they get to do the same thing you get to do, yeah, um, yeah. And then um, and uh, yeah, Pharaoh gets buyer's remorse. He does. He he gets upset because all of a sudden there's this, all this prime real estate in Goshen and no one taking care of their houses anymore because they're gone. And so he settles mm. up his army, and he says, "Let's let's, let's go, go get him. Let's go. Yeah, let's go get him." 
and uh, uh, and and Israel gets very, 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 very worried because the strongest army in the region is now coming and wanting to kill them. Yes. And they do what Israel does best when they get worried, which is get snarky. <laughs> so, for example, chapter 14, verse 11, And the children of Israel said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out into the desert to die? <laughs> was, was this all about gra- graveyard realty? That's right. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the graveyard was too expensive. Had to go out here in the desert where it's much cheaper. Thanks a lot, Moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they... They they do that a lot, don't they? They, they do that a lot. They, like, this oh, will not be the last time. Oh golly, no! They're like, well, at least we had this back in Egypt. Like, yes, the girls you had the whip across your back back in Egypt. Go Shh. go sit down and color. <laughs> so they're at the border of the Red Sea. They're trapped against the Red Sea, whatever that means. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. I I do enjoy this. So, starting in 13, Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance the Yahweh will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see, you will never see again. Yahweh will fight for you. You need only stand still. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Lift up your hand. Tell the Israelites to move on. Pick up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea. (laughs) And you're just like, uh, what... God, what do you mean, why are you praying to me? Get off your butt and do something. What? That's not what I expected God to say. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm just checking in, man. I'm like, I just I just gave them. Did you hear that speech I gave them? <laughs> I, I just told them, you know what? He will win for you. Be quiet. That's right. <laughs> All you have to do is stand there and be quiet. He's got you. God, 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 God. God. <laughs> like, unexpected response from God. Why are you running your mouth? <laughs> Tell everybody to get up and let's go. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do love, so they, Moses raises his hand in the staff. He stretched his hand out all night long over the sea, which Moses raising his hand with the staff in it and stuff happening as long as his hands are up is seems to be a recurring theme. We'll yeah. come back to it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And the sea was turned back by a strong east wind, which is, I mean, so I this is obviously not mine. I'm stealing this from rabbis, but... They drew a connection to like, hmm, so you're telling me that at the sort of foundation event of Israel, the first thing to allow us to be sort of born as a people was a wind of God blowing over the waters. I, th- I could have sworn we've seen that somewhere else. Hey, hey. Could have sworn. <laughs> and then there was land and there was ocean. Exactly. <laughs> and then the, and it separates the sea from the dry land. That's right. Wait. And there was night and there was morning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, there's there's a lot of these things that I read somebody say and I'm like, now I feel stupid that I've never seen that before. It's really smart. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you read it and you can't unsee it. And so right. you just like pick up a Bible and you look at it and you're like, How many times have I not seen this reading this passage? Right. Well, you know why? It's because like we, we want it we want the spectacle of it, right? Yeah. And all, all we, we we just want to imagine what it was like to watch wind blow it blow a, <sighs> yeah. a water back. That is voluminous enough that when it comes back, it's going to drown charioteers in an army. Yeah. But it's 
not there enough so that like a wind can actually blow it back. But like we want to know what it looks like. We want to know what it sounds like. But so yeah, like we miss it because there's a spectacle to be to be enjoyed in all of this. And uh, I, you know, there you know, you know. Wow, that's fantastic. I can't I can't believe I've never seen that either. And uh, and then uh, they they all get across, and once they all the last one gets across on dry ground, the ocean crashes back in, and bye but bye not army. before the army tries to follow them. Yes, <laughs> and then the ocean crashes back, and they're like, oh, yeah, because they're like, well, one man can do, another man can do, and so like the the Israelites all get across, and they find out that that Anthony Hopkins movie, The Edge, is not a real thing. I do love that movie. Though. Well, what man can what what one man, man can, can do, do, another, another man can do. cannot do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I I do like so this is when like super old Charlton Heston Ten Commandments, yes. The very end, you have, you have this, and then you have like the last scene of the movie. Pharaoh just like wearily walking back into his palace, and now there's no one there. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he just took his entire army and it got wiped out, and he he just like sits down t- like wearily and looks over, and that's like the end of the movie. I'm like. That's yeah. actually a pretty good, solid way to portray this. I like it. Yeah. Now that, that's that's better than the Prince of Egypt. Well, I know you haven't seen that one, but like at the end of that scene, is uh, uh, Pharaoh is like he's thrown up by the force of the water up onto a rock safely, and he shouts Moses across Come the water, on. and yeah, and like Moses is on the other side looking very sad about his like you know his. His basically his adopted brother, you know, shouting out his name in anger. Um, but you know, thank you Hollywood. Yes, that, that lives there. And then and then Whitney Houston's. But. And then you have what happens a surprising amount of time in the Bible. Somebody sings a song about what just happened. Right. Yeah. Mo, the Moses or a poem, a whatever. Song, and then and then Miriam chimes in. That's right. Yes. But uh, I. I'd actually like to take a look at a couple of things, just as far as like the yeah. song singing goes. Let's uh, do it. Like when we, like when we, when we come back together again, I am looking at the clock, and it's time to kick us both out of here because even though we are underneath an air conditioning unit on the roof, we do not benefit from it, and I'm starting to see pink elephants <laughs> running across the walls. But uh, we, when we come for those back, of you unclear on this concept, it's hot in Texas in the summer. It's hot, <laughs> but. We will, uh, we will be back here next time. We're going to talk about some poetry. We're going to talk about some re- rebellion to tree. Uh, and we're going to talk about what it takes to uh, build a nation out of people who, for generations, were slaves. We're talking about the world's best father-in-law. We are going to talk about the world's best father-in-law, whose, uh, whose phrase is the same phrase of every father-in-law, which is, the thing you're doing is not good. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, I'm Damien. And I'm Andy. And we'll talk to you next time on the Unimpressed.